2: Daily Faceoff podcast comes courtesy of The Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Beebs bondi
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 7, Episode 31 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me, as always, we got Dylan D. Berthium to my right, Michael Biebs-Bondi to my left. Biebs is eating fast food, so we'll go to D first. How's it going, D? <laughs>
2: Doing good, Brock. Happy to be here. Um, yeah. Looking forward to talk about some streamers because that's really all there is to talk about at this point in the fantasy hockey season.
0: And beeps, you're looking Vic happy over there. Oh yeah, absolutely crushing a McDouble right now. But um, you know what? I'm a little bit nervous today, fellas. Um, the last two weeks, you guys have each had something something go wrong. So um, basically, it's only it's coming down to me this week. Um, Brock had the fire at the barn, and then D last week had a little issue leaving the house. Um curse property. I yeah, think, Brock. he he decided to um, uh, maybe a little bit of a curse here introduces yeah. wheels
1: to a ditch. Oh but. man, I was just like cleaning up in here and started hearing the horn honking. And I was like, <laughs> dude, like my wife's sleeping. Like, what are we honking for? And like, I walked Saying out. And, to your I, wife. Dude. I walked out and like didn't see anything. And then I came back in the garage and just heard honking again. And I was like, all right, something's going on. So I ran out and the kids just got th- one wheel in the ditch, one wheel completely off the
0: ground. Things I'm, like, all we right, do to well. podcasts. So. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it was, uh, it was wild, but you stayed remarkably calm, D. We got you pulled out, no problem, and,
0: uh... How terrified do you think I am this week? Like, like, that's just two bad omens. Something's gonna happen. It's like Final Destination. Yeah, I'm gonna go to walk outside and just have a tree fall on me. Well, this is my last episode. They do
1: say bad things happen in threes, so (laughs) look the fuck out. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, this is my last episode. It's been an absolute ride, guys, (laughs) and, uh, Brock, you're gonna need to take over my fantasy It's also
2: my last episode, because as I was telling, uh, Biebs, uh, our most, I guess, uh, the league of highest importance for both me and Beavs. I Beavs finished first, and I did finish third outside the top two in the regular season for the first time. And I don't know how long, so yeah, probably ever. I am gonna have to give up my podcast spot to whoever finished second in the league. Just just so you know, because that is that is how yeah. it works.
0: And it's a guy who talks like very. Um not a lot, so uh, so uh the, yeah, the podcast is a two-man show. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's two and a half. Um, a couple of funny things over there, but D can come back um, depending on what happens next year. But well, with you know, his I'm permission, there. I mean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, exactly. So true. Didn't yeah. earn it.
1: So D basically <laughs> informed it. you guys of what's going to be talked about today. Uh There's not really much more you can do other than pick guys up and stream them. Um, Last week we mentioned kind of guys that you could maybe pick up for the long haul here uh, throughout the playoffs. So today we're going to focus solely on streaming and we're going to start with this week. So hopefully we can uh, punch a couple tickets into the semis with some good streaming this weekend. So we'll take a look at the guys who play Friday, Sunday this week, and then we'll take a full look at next week as well. And streaming is going to be extremely important next week because you look at the schedule and, you know, obviously Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday are usually pretty heavy, uh, but next week the, it is extra heavy. Tuesday there are 14 games, it's
0: ridiculous. Thursday
1: there is 12 games, and then Saturday there is 14 games again. Um, so then on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, you've only got one, four, two, and 6. So really trying to... Uh, Key in on some of those teams that play on those specific nights. Streaming those guys uh, and and trying to pick up some additional points is, you know, I I think is going to be a real difference maker um, from, you know, being a a consolation, heading to the consolation final or heading to the championship final. So uh, we'll start with this weekend, uh, which again, there's a lot of games this weekend as well. You got five games on Friday, 12 games on Saturday, seven games on Sunday.
0: Uh, We'll start at the top. What are you laughing about over there? I just. uh Picked up Rem Pitlick in a league for next week and dropped Dylan Stroms. There you go. (laughs) It's uh, just giggling about future. I never thought I'd pick up Rem Pitlick. And apparently, a a guy who was waived by Minnesota earlier this year is now on my fantasy team for the playoffs.
1: Looking into the future of what we're going to talk about later in today's episode. But like I said, let's start with (laughs) this weekend. We'll we'll go in alphabetical order really quickly. Obviously, we're not going to go on a deep dive for all these players. We want to give you as much or as many names as possible here. And we're going to start first with the... Boston Bruins they play in Tampa Bay on Friday and in Washington on Sunday. D who you got from the Boston Bruins that you're looking at?
2: Uh yeah, there's a few options here. Uh to me the obvious one that jumps out and the top pick would be Jake DeBrusque, still playing on that top line with Bergeron and Marshawn Uh gives you the dual wing eligibility. Uh so you definitely be able to fit him into your lineup. Pasta uh, hurt too? Yeah. And uh still uh like I said left wing right wing just 27% owned. Um, not going to give you a whole lot of assists. We know that, but he's still shooting the puck a lot, uh, and should be a good bet to give you at least one goal over the weekend. Um, and then I think if you move a little bit further down, uh, well, Eric hollow would probably be your next best bet center in the second line. Um, he's available still in 76% of leagues. Uh, and then if we're getting a little bit deeper, maybe 14 or 16 team leagues, I think you'd start looking at, uh, Charlie Coyle at 13% owned and Craig Smith at 9% owned on the third line.
1: Yeah, Eric Howler's has actually been really hot recently mm-hmm. as well. Um, Even scored without David Pashnak in the lineup the other night. But in Eric Howler's last eight games, you're looking at 11 points, five goals, six assists, uh, 15 shots. Obviously, the, sh- the shot volume always leaves a little bit to be desired there with Howler. But um, if DeBrusque, yeah, he's obviously, you know, priority number one. I added him in a league like weeks ago right yeah. when he got moved to that top line. When he got that hat trick. A- and he's kind of like sketchy, right? Like he... Like, he's in such a good spot that he can have a huge night, but he does go quiet a little bit. And I've had a hard time, like whether or not to drop him or keep him ultimately I've kept him on the lineup because he is so valuable and he has absolutely massive nights from time to time. And in, in a, in a finals week, if uh, you can pick him up in your league here
0: in two games this weekend, he's got to be one of the best streaming options for this weekend. Actually, Charlie Coyle kind of surprised me as well. We mentioned him quick there, but at 14% owned, this guy's got three goals, 10 assists in his last 30 days. I love I love that little search tool on Yahoo. Um, and Charlie Coyle actually is up there with um, – that. that's more points than a lot of guys picked in the top 50 um, in the last 30 days. So it's kind of hilarious. Just, uh, I mean, it's it's good to see some scoring spread out across a team because we're going to look at a couple other teams here that – we're going to be like, hey, you know what? There is no one to pick up. So, yeah. Thanks, Boston. Thanks for giving us that.
1: Speaking of another team with some players, um, to be added, Beebs, Buffalo Sabres. They are in Florida on Friday, in Tampa on Sunday.
0: Yeah, we are such a Buffalo-heavy podcast, and I love it. Um, Except for when I talk very long We've come Mary a long way from when Brock wants... Um, was not happy with Buffalo, but we have the classic Jeff Skinner. Still only 26% owned, and that's with 29 goals on the year. Playing line one, power play one. Uh, him, Tage Thompson, and Alex Tuck, we've talked about it on multiple episodes, but they're kind of stuck to the hip of each other. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, there's definitely some things going right in Buffalo, and that's one of them. to get a lot of shots from Skinner. Um, has kind of, I was going to say slowed down lately, but he's nope. been read by
1: 10.6 goals, 4 assists in his last 9 games. 31 shots per game over that, or 31 shots Total, 3.1, just over 3.1 shots per game there in his last nine.
0: Yeah, it stands out quite a bit, too. 17 minutes of ice for Jeff Skinner. It's been kind of widely known that Jeff Skinner really doesn't have a defensive bone in his body. So that's 17 minutes of just pure offensive hockey, and it's working out quite well for him. And when you could grab line one, uh, power play one at this point, is pretty huge. And again, at only 26% owned. I know I just scooped Jeff Skinner in a league uh, the other day, and I'm uh, hoping to ride about this week. But number two, um, his linemate there, big bad Alex Tuck. Um, we've, uh, we're, we're big fans of this guy and he's kind of, if you have, did pick him up in leagues, uh, which personally I did before the injury, he's totally been reliable and someone you can count on this year. Uh, nine goals, 31 points in 39 games for Alex Tuck. Again, line one, power play one, which, which you love to see. Not going to get as many goals as Skinner. So that's why we're kind of a little off on Tuck, but he still will get you those points. And if it's someone that you're kind of reaching for at only 20% owned, it can be nice. And then I got Victor Olson here at 9%, seven goals, four assists in his last 30 days, He's, uh, he's kind of the odd man out on that top line, but he still is on that top power play. We've talked about it before on episodes too. Olsen loves to be the shooter on power plays, and we've seen him kind of go back to that with four power play points across that that uh span there so bit of a disappointing season for it, him but it he has really heated is, yeah. up
1: a little bit recently I would like to add quickly just Casey Middlestad as well at two percent owned you know widely available he's also on that top power play unit has seen some time up there as well obviously in the top six he's playing close to 17 minutes tonight 16 and a half to be exact he's picked up nine points two goals seven assists uh with 22 shots on goal in his last nine games so he's been pretty solid uh playing in a in a relatively prominent role for the Sabres
2: uh, yeah, also another deep league shout out. I Kyle Okposo actually had a sneaky good year. He's Hilarious, got 41 yeah. points in 65 games. 18 goals, uh, Shoot, still shooting the puck a lot. Uh, 170 shots or 165, I think it is, uh, in those 65 games. So, um, yeah, obviously he's not the pick of the bunch, but I think in deeper leagues or if you're a little bit late to getting to the wire and your league's just a little bit more on it and all these guys already taken, I think Ocposo is actually a, a pretty sneaky bet to get you a goal over the weekend.
1: The next team is the Carolina Hurricanes. They have a game against the Islanders on Friday against the Ducks on Sunday. There's really not a whole lot to like here in terms of adding anybody off the waiver wire. The top addition would be um, Jordan Stahl, but he hasn't scored since March the 4th. um, And in his last about 10 games, nine games, he only has three assists. So he's basically your best option at 20% own. Um, The only maybe... Player that could work his way into consideration would be Max Domi if he gets a you know um, yeah, a, a nice. promotion into the top, uh, the top six. But um, Seth Jarvis, I guess, if he's available in your league, seven uh, percent owned. He's still playing on the top line with. Uh, Sebastian Aho, Tuve Teravine, and he's actually played pretty well. So Seth Jarvis is probably the really only guy that would be available in one of your leagues that would be even worthy of consideration. But as dominant as that line has been, uh, he really hasn't done a ton. Uh, He's been pretty productive at times, but overall, um, you know, playing with Ajo, playing with Teravine, and you'd like to see a little bit more. But in his last 12, 9 points, 5 goals, 4 assists. So not bad uh, at 7% owned if you want to play um, the Carolina Hurricanes. Moving on here, we've got the Minnesota Wild in St. Louis on Friday against the Kings on Sunday. D, you mentioned Matt Boldy as yeah, probably boy. the only one worth streaming, but currently injured as well. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be back for this weekend, but if he does make a surprise return, He's
0: probably the guy worth looking at. but Can you believe he's only 7% owned still at this point? Like, I, I get that you know maybe he's not the, the sexiest name, but at this point, 12 goals, 15 assists through 35 games. That's 27 with, with nice goal production for a rookie. You think that there's more than 7% of leagues out there that are Th- keeper 13% leagues. right now. Yeah, oh, 13%. Oh, it must have been 7% started today. Uh, still, 13% still. is way too low. Yeah, because, <laughs> uh, again, uh, I know... Personally, just from people, talk, there's more than that in keeper leagues, and this is a guy who should be on most keeper league rosters. Um, I it, even if your team's out of the playoffs, add him at the bottom. Um, it's a nice guy, you know. When you're you're choosing between your final keepers, he he makes it a very sexy ad when you come back around to it. But yeah, Matt Boldy deserves a bit more respect there, and uh, a little shook. These team has him.
2: Yeah, he is practicing too, so who yeah. knows? Uh, just returned to practice on Tuesday, yeah. so
0: yeah. No, I just I, I read earlier
1: that he is. They don't know if he's going to be back this week. Um, probably not something they're going to rush back when Yeah, they're sitting, but he is practicing. So he could be back by this weekend, but it's just something worth monitoring. I wouldn't pick him up until you know for sure that he's playing. Don't waste that ad because, uh, like we said, there are a number of guys Friday, Sunday. So don't rush to the wire to add Boldy until you find out for sure uh, that he's playing. Also, kind of difficult matchups, too.
2: Yeah. And well, the other problem with Boldy, too, is his Ice Time had kind of been teetering a little bit even before the injury. Um, which makes sense, you know, young guy heading into the playoffs. It kind of you understand that maybe they want to use him a little bit more in the bottom six and the top six for the rest of the season. So, uh, yeah, I think that on top of the injury uh, explains the drop in ownership because obviously. He's not providing a whole lot of value in redraft leagues right now, but I, I agree. I'm still holding on to him and keep keeper. Oh, yeah. so. We
1: saw them playing like, you know, 16 minutes a night and Joel Erickson X line playing about 16 minutes a night, but it's kind of flipped where that Joel Erickson X line has become the, the clear cut second line again. And that Gaudreau Fiala Boldy line settled in more in third line minutes and it's definitely hurt their production there. Uh, the Tampa Bay lightning are next. They have the Bruins on Friday, the Sabres on Sunday. Um, Anthony Sorelli at 35%. Um, Today was skating with Alex Kalorn and Nick Paul, so definitely more of a defensive line. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. The, the the one line that sticks out a little bit more would be the Brandon Hagel, um, Ross Colton, and Stephen Stamkos line. So I think Hagel uh, at 7%, Ross Colton at 4%. It's funny yeah. uh, how the the, ter- the the tables have turned here for Ross Colton last I literally week getting thrown under the bus to now being recommended as a pickup here, 4% owned. He is center, left, right wing
0: eligible as well, which is always uh, a little bit more helpful when you're trying to fit a guy in your lineup. I literally just wrote Ross Colton 4%. I don't fucking know, and <laughs> that's all we had for him, other than, you know, last 30 days, five goals, three assists. Um, I mean, Ross, make line, us eat our words. That line
1: has been really, really good. Yeah. Paul, Hagel, Colton, um, you know, they basically wanted to reunite or refigure, uh, reconfigure that third line from a season ago, and the way they did it at the deadline seems to have been working again. They broke it up and moved Stampko's back. I don't think that's really a long-term solution. Uh, but Hagelpaul yeah. and Colton have played very, very well. The early returns have been
0: great there for them.
2: Yeah, I, I'd still rather Sorelli first if he's available just because he plays so much in a ton of situations Tons, and he Tons, can Tons. help you
0: out in a lot of categories. But And he's not Ross Colton. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah obviously idea. the line is not ideal, but we're talking about streamers here and I'd, I'd rather take him and his heavy usage uh, than those other two. But I think they're good uh, consolation prizes for sure because Sorelli... Isn't going to be available in a lot of leagues.
1: We're going to take a deeper dive on the Winnipeg Jets in our next segment when we take a look at next week's schedule because they have as good of a schedule as you can hope for for next week. The way next week lines up, but uh, they also have two games Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday this week. excuse me, uh, against the Avalanche on Friday in Ottawa on Sunday. Um, again, we'll take a little bit of a deeper dive on them later. But right now, the one guy that really – the only guy that sticks out for them is Paul Stastny, center left-wing eligible, playing on that top line with Mark Scheifele and Nick Ehlers this evening, 11% on planet time. The, the numbers, again, haven't always been you know, that consistent um, despite playing huge minutes in a, yeah. in a prominent role. But, uh, again, we're going to talk about the Jets a little bit more later, and we'll probably talk – but Paul Stastny way more than we should.
0: Who would have uh, thought his 48-year-old legs could do 20-plus minutes a night, but he's banging that out recently, so it's kind of good for Paul. D, you mentioned that you took a look at
1: some of the back-to-backs for the goaltenders this weekend. Hit us with it.
2: Yeah, so uh, just a list of teams with back-to-backs over the weekend, so either a Friday, Saturday, or a Saturday, Sunday. So if you're looking to get an extra goalie, you start off the wire. Um, we got some options, but Anaheim, Colorado, Florida, Nashville, uh, Ottawa, Pittsburgh, Long Island, St. Louis, and Washington. Um, so some of the standouts from that selection of teams in terms of potential backups that are most likely available on the wire, uh, just going through a team-by-team. So Anaheim Stellar has actually played really good whenever he's gotten the chance this season. Uh, he's still just 9% owned. Philly Friday, Carolina Saturday, so huge difference there in terms yeah, of which difference. games he so you makes. You
0: get Philly, Dub, Yeah, you get Carolina –
2: Nub. Yeah, Carolina is obviously a much more desperate play if he gets to start on Saturday. But if you're behind in splits or you know, and and you need a hail mary play, like I said, he's played really well. Uh, Carolina is going to throw a ton of pucks on the net. So if he has a good game, it could actually really boost your splits. It's a risky play for sure, though. Hopefully he gets the start. Yeah, it helps in to the late
0: schedule, so you could kind of make that decision yeah. if you have to. It's in Carolina though. Oh, it is. Okay, then take the whole True. point yeah. back. But the Friday night game has to be somewhere, right? Probably uh, in Philly if yeah. it's in Carolina. Definitely. All right. Well, then you don't have the late choice, so would be tough. Colorado, <laughs> uh, reason
2: Franco's is still on my roster, uh, but he is 33% owned, so he's going to be available in a lot of leagues. He's, they got Winnipeg Friday, Edmonton Saturday. Uh, obviously, eith, either one of those games, you're going to feel pretty good about starting Franco's. So that's a premium start there if you can find him on the wire. Uh, Florida, obviously, Knight and Bobrovsky, not, neither of them are going to be available uh, Nashville, you got Riddick against Pittsburgh or Florida. That's a pass for me. Ooh. I don't know about you guys. No,
0: I don't want big save – well, no save Dave, sorry. Not big <laughs> save Dave anymore. No save Dave against either of those wagons. Yeah. Uh, I'm good.
2: Uh, Ottawa, that's a nope. Uh, Pittsburgh, my boy. Anton I- Forsberg deserves a shout-out. No,
0: like, no, Anton, Anton Forsberg has been great, um, He
1: and he is still pretty widely available – regardless of the back-to-back situation Um, in New York and Winnipeg. Matt Sogard as well, pretty highly touted goalie prospect. Played very well in his NHL debut against the Red Wings. And a lot of these other teams have very difficult matchups. So do the Senators. I don't think he is a total write-off for me if he starts Sunday against the Jets. I think he's okay if Forsberg ends up starting one of those games as well, which he will Um, if he's available. I think he's a pretty good pickup if he ends up playing the Sunday game. True. Um, I, I would play Forsberg there. I don't know. If yeah, I'd and there's Forsberg, a lot so of
2: situations life. where you would get desperate enough to play the Ottawa goalie on Sunday. So good call, good call. Uh, Pittsburgh, Casey to Smith, your uh, boy. You heard of him? Yeah, it's late in the season, but we finally got him in a spot where we could recommend him here. Uh, <laughs> He's six percent own. Washington Saturday, Nashville Sunday not terrific but I'd still feel good enough uh, with how Pittsburgh's been playing starting to Smith I think
1: whenever games. you've got the Predators on home ice like you're on home ice they're on the road I think it's an okay option uh, the Predators obviously have played very well but they're a much better home ice team so in Pittsburgh on Sunday Casey to Smith he's played very very well as of yeah. late. he's got to be one of the best streaming options this weekend
2: yeah and either way like I said uh, either of those games Pittsburgh's going to be a coin flip or better to win so if you're just looking for the win De Smith's going to be uh, a good bet uh, Long Island uh, same deal with Florida you're just not going to find either goalie on the wire uh st louis Bennington is uh worth mentioning here because he is uh down to 56 percent oh he sucks uh, a lot of people have been obviously ditching him heading into the postseason because he's just not getting any he's games putting up but a he should get percentage. one this weekend uh they got the wild on friday and the islanders on saturday so um yeah take your take your pick there just uh could be another decent start like i said even if he's not playing well which obviously he's not um, St. Louis is probably going to still be no worse than a coin flip to win one of those games. So You'd if you pr- need the wins, it's a good bet.
1: You'd probably feel a little bit better about it if it was a Sunday game, right, where you had to yeah. just kind of go for it all. If, if he ends up starting that that Friday game um, or that Saturday game, I think he becomes a lot Saturday more Saturday just risky. could be
2: tougher. You might not need the extra Exa- start exactly. on Saturday. But Friday, like you probably know at this point in the week whether or not you're going to win the splits. And if it's close, then it's not worth the risk. But if you're just looking for the win and he gets the nod Friday against the Wild. Uh, it's at least a decent bet. Like I said, it's probably going to be around the coin flip when you're looking at the odds. Uh, And then last bet is Washington, which, again, same problem. Uh, You're not going to find either goalie available on the wire.
1: Perfect. Nailed it. D talking goalies. Who would have ever thought that this podcast would have that?
2: Well, I'm not going to talk about their individual performance. Just going
1: to talk about their schedule. Just the fact that they're playing. Yeah, they're going to be in the net on one of these nights. Um, All right, like we said, let's take a look ahead at next week because as we just talked about... You guys are going to just be nailing all these streams over the weekend. Yep. No doubt, you're going to be punching your ticket into the semifinals. If not, you already got the buy because you've been listening to this all season. And, yes, we're has been doing work. Yep. So, you're already in the semis. And here's the guys that you need to be streaming next week. So, as I mentioned, only one game on Monday, four games on Wednesday, two games on Friday, and six games on Sunday. So, streaming is going to be key. But... That super light schedule also means the pool of players that you can stream from is significantly smaller. Um, In terms of teams that, that play at least three of those games Starting on Monday, you've got the, um, the Montreal Canadiens against the Jets. So that's the only game on Monday. Both of those teams also play Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So you're going to get four games, but at the very least, you're going to get that Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule out of them. As we mentioned, the Jets really don't have a whole lot to look at other than Paul Stastny. Um, I wouldn't probably dive too deep into the rest of that roster unless something um, changes drastically, which I don't imagine that will be the case. But, you know, maybe a Zach Sanford gets elevated to the top line or Mason Appleton Corporate ends up. Corporate jumps back on
0: the power play. I don't even know if he's up right he, now. No, he's injured as hell. Yeah, never mind. Um, but,
1: you know... If if nothing real like changes heading into the weekend here
0: or into next week, excuse me, Paul Stast,
1: really the only one worth
0: looking at. He actually oh. has more points than PLD in, in in the last month, which is hilarious. So you get more more value out of Big Paul than you are out of Small Paul. <laughs>
1: or, <what's laughs> Whatever,
0: <his> Pierre, <laughs> Pierre, same shit
1: the The same is not true about the Montreal Canadiens. Almost the entire team can be streamed at this point. Even the red hot Cole Caulfield is only fifty seven percent owned. Um, but Josh Anderson thirteen percent. He's currently playing on the second line. You got Mike Hoffman at twelve percent. He's currently playing on the second line. Christian Dvorak's kind of flip flop between the second and third line. And then you've got um. Beebs's boy, Rem Pitlick, Man. who's center left wing, right wing, eligible. Now, not only is Rem Pitlick available, but he's, he's actually he's actually less owned than both Shea Weber and Eric Stahl. Um, <laughs> neither has played an NHL game this season. Um, even Joel Edmondson's got more orn- Man, more ownership than this Rem guy.
0: has the same production as Nick Suzuki in the last month. People are sleeping on my boy Rem. He's got triple position eligibility. Um, I couldn't believe it was 1% owned. Three goals, eight assists last month. Playing first line with uh, the only line that's doing anything in Montreal. Because I wanted to love some Josh Anderson, but the guy just hasn't done it lately. Rem Pitlick Brock just brought up the numbers in his last fourteen games. That's eleven points, and that's not bad. We take those. Also playing nineteen twenty-three a night.
1: Yeah, that's oh, the thing that stands out. He's playing. Ice. He's playing an absolutely insane amount of ice time. It's it, it, it is ridiculous. He
2: just doesn't shoot the puck at all. At all? Does no, he?
1: nineteen shots in fourteen <laughs> games. Yeah, but uh, top line exposure. I think like obviously, um, I still probably trust somebody like Josh Anderson a little bit more.
2: I'm big Mike Hoffman uh, nope, guy. Rem.
1: So we got Anderson, we got Hoffman, we got Rem. Pick your poison. Please I would get like one. I, to me, I would take whichever guy's playing. I'm down. Like we'll CB. do a
2: board bet to see which of those three gets the most points next week. But right. I got my money on Hoffman. Yeah. Put it on the board, Josh If Anderson. Rem
1: drops off that first line, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoever's playing on that top line is really know. probably the best play, which right now, that is Rem. So that's what you're looking there at you from the Montreal Canadiens. You've also got the Winnipeg Jets, which is basically um, just Paul Stassi.
2: Yeah. Well, the, it's the yeah. problem with the Jets, right? They're so top-heavy. Like literally, you don't want anything to do with their bottom, uh, with their bottom six, and everyone in the top six, aside from Paul Stastny, uh, is owned. So, yeah. Um, but that's—I I don't think we're going to get into the Friday Sunday games because we'll save that for next week. Uh, but yeah, that is the issue with the streaming schedule next week. It's really just Montreal and Winnipeg if you're looking to get more than one games. Uh, out of any of your ads because they're the only ones as brock say that play monday wednesday friday but they're the only ones that play on monday wednesday and also the only ones that play on uh wednesday friday so we got a couple teams playing friday sunday but we can take a look at that uh next week's episode a couple of couple
0: of random wednesday games if you did want to jump on that um, yeah that's what, I, that's what I mean teams, I, otherwise yeah. you just
2: have to you're burning uh, an ad for each say, game Yeah, but.
0: you get you get colorado columbus la kings new york rangers philly and seattle on that wednesday if you did want to take a peek um I don't. Know. Kevin Hayes for one stood out there. That's a guy who's got 15 points in his last 30 days, which yeah. is crazy. Other than that, there's really no one on those teams. Alex Newhook depends how Colorado plays their lineup, um, but it's a Wednesday, so. Just choose I, I, out of the bag
1: of I think that the Blue Jackets are worth a mention. Yeah. We talked about Alex. Um, we talked about Jack Roslovich last week. He's only three percent owned. You got Gus Nyquist at seven percent owned. I think they're both probably worth mentions because uh, Wednesday's against the Montreal Canadiens, and then Sunday in Anaheim. Those are two really nice matchups for the Blue Jackets. Um, so I think that they're probably worth some some more consideration than maybe we're giving them credit for. Um, Outside of that, the only other team that plays uh, Wednesday-Sunday is the Philadelphia Flyers, which, again, that's another one of those teams where you can basically pick up any single player on the roster. Uh, widely available across the board. Only two players above 50% own. That's Ivan Provorov and Cam Atkinson. Uh, somehow, Ryan Ellis, who has played four games a season, still Dude, being held on to uh,
0: in 34% of the leagues. So yeah, Provorov's uh, just being 50%, 57%. If you have him, drop him. Dude, he's
1: been actually yeah. going... Nuclear in the last couple days, okay, last couple like last week alone, <laughs> he's had like if you're in a league that has shots and block shots, he has he's averaging like seven shots and seven block shots per game oh, recently. But, figured out how to play hockey, but yeah, finally, uh, but yeah, you got Travis connecting twenty three percent on Joel Faraby twenty, yeah. uh, sorry twenty three percent for connecting twenty percent for Faraby. uh Kevin Hayes eight percent. Owen Tippett, 1%. Blah, 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 blah. Morgan Frost, 0%. So those are the only teams that really have worthwhile schedules. Again, we'll dive a little bit more deep into uh, the Friday-Sunday schedule. Um, if you want to just kind of, again, take a look at who or, or think about who is playing those games, um, you've got Florida Friday-Sunday. You've got the Islanders Friday-Sunday. And then that's pretty much it. So yep. very little in terms of what we're going to be able to talk about next week. But um, make sure you add some of the, the very few players that are actually available at your disposal. Realistically, there's maybe four that are really going to, to make a difference. Um, but it, you know, if you've got the room to add two of them, whether it be Josh Anderson and Paul Stastny, or Rem Pitlick and Paul Stastny, or uh, Mike Hoffman and Paul Stastny, they could... Chip in just enough um, to the point where, yeah, yeah, it makes a difference. And yeah. the reason that you're going to the finals and 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 just maybe, and I think it's pretty possible. Jets, Canadians. That sounds like a high score affair. Yeah. So. Could have a big night there. Um, if Who would have thought, like, you've at got this the room. point,
0: Cole Caulfield's the guy you want to own. I, I, yeah. I was looking there, I was like, well, fuck, I would have loved to have Cole Caulfield next week. All year, I was like, fuck, don't that, bring him Honestly, Cole though, Caulfield. he is, as I mentioned, he's, he's still on only, fire. like, yeah.
1: 50% owned. So, it, it, he could be available. You know, take a look. Obviously, there are players or, or shallower leagues where these players are going to be available. So, yeah. don't get me wrong. Obviously, we try to focus a little bit more on the, on the standard 12-team leagues, but... You know, if Cole Caulfield's available, he is the best streaming option, obviously. Yeah, I think yeah, he, like it far. wouldn't
2: take much. Even 10-team leagues, there's probably a pretty good chance that he's yeah, out he's there. Yeah, he's
0: kicking, so. yeah, for sure.
1: So, uh, there is obviously some options. He's at 57% owned, so he's certainly out there. Um, let's just take a quick look at the Winnipeg Jets. Is there somebody out there that's maybe...
0: No, no, they're super top-heavy. Yeah.
1: They've got six players, and they're, they're only good players. Yeah,
0: Josh Morrissey's the only one like cooking in that medium range, and he's 66 as it is. I was going to suggest him earlier, because I thought, when you we were doing research, I was like, Josh Morrissey, got to be like 20%... Hits me with a 66%. He got hot there for a while. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. 12 goals on the year helps. He's
1: been been really, really good. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for another edition of the DFO podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and best of luck this weekend. Best of luck next week. Obviously, we'll hit you guys back up again next week as well, but uh, hopefully we can punch a couple more tickets into the finals. uh, As we talked about last week, Let's see how much the numbers drop off from two weeks ago's episode to last week. Not there was a- not a drop off at all. So a lot of you guys are still <laughs> kicking, which is great. Uh, it was very minor, if at all. So let's hope that that streak continues into this week and, and you guys are all still rumbling towards the final. So I'm Brock Segan. at am Dylan D. Michael B. Bondi. Thank you guys so much. And see you back here
0: next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys in round two. Can't wait to uh, put those championship belts on in a few weeks. Peace. Broken down, so I walked the line. I drop my wounds and I die I'm out of money I'm out of time I fly low like a broken arrow Time slows and my vision arrows I'm out of money I'm out of time Sing your heart out Sing it loud Make me happy